0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Tuesday, September eighth. Happy Post Labor Day, and welcome to the week that is the NFL season. It's beginning. Football is here. We are uh, two dose days away from Texans and Chiefs in the first game of the 2020 NFL season, a season that we didn't think would get here. And it's time to preview this bad boy with a bold predictions episode. And the super friends joining me, Ryan Wilson and John Breach McGuff.
1: <laughs> My first bold prediction of the year is that Ryan Wilson will grow hair this season.
2: On his Um No, wait a second, though. I'm
1: not going to say where. Mid-offers. I'm not going to say what body part. That's the twist here. I'm not going to say what body part or, or what part of weird. the
0: body. That got weird. No, it, mm-hmm. he, it's Do a you think Ryan's going to hit puberty in 2020? Finally. He, he um By the way, I'm already one for one on bold predictions. What was it's a it? teaser for later in the show. My bold prediction was John Breach would have a bold prediction about the Bengals. And uh, spoiler, he's got one coming.
1: Not a bold prediction.
0: That's Well, you said you weren't going to have one.
1: Yeah, that was a teaser to the audience, so they wouldn't think I would have one.
0: That's not what a teaser is. A teaser oh. tells somebody what's coming, not the opposite of what's happening. <laughs> That's called a lie. Yeah. Tomato, um, tomato. All
2: right, let's go. Come on.
0: If you want to see Wilson pronounce tomato, if you want to see me hold up two fingers, if you want to see me wearing a best cavalier dad shirt with a picture of a, a wonky eyed spaniel high fiving, uh, a, high fiving a adult hand, go to youtube.com slash pick six. There's one thing that you could do for us before the season starts. Go to youtube.com slash pick six and hit the subscribe button. We're trying to win a pizza party and you can watch our recaps. I'll tell you what. All of our shows are now on YouTube. I'm not saying you're going to want to watch every one of them, but I could think of less or less entertaining things to do on a Monday morning than to wake up and see what we look like recording the Sunday night show. It's going to tamper down a little bit. I would guess the consumption maybe. What do you think? Do you we're on yeah. I mean, I don't know that I want everybody to see exactly how much I'm drinking throughout the course of a
2: normal Sunday night show. No, well, that's where
1: you buy a thirty four ounce cup and then nobody knows how many ounces are in there.
2: No, no, no. You you uh, get a beer helmet connected straight to the keg and you just sip on it and no one knows when you're sipping on it. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Debo, are you on
0: video for this show or are you just on video in the
3: background? No, not today. I gotta work on, you know, my parents set up here, China <laughs> no. cabinet <it> back there.
0: Do <laughs> you think that eventually you'll be on video doing the show with us on a regular basis, or is that just too Because like, you know what I mean it's not like you're talking twenty four 7 you know, for the entire length of the show. Well that time will tell. We'll see. Oh, I like the idea of a little producer cam. This yeah, happens a lot. Producers step in and uh, take over. That's my bold prediction for 2020 in this podcast. Debo becomes the fourth super friend, and that's how we get the quadrant boxes with Debo's camera constantly working. Debo just has to, like, work 24-7 knowing that there's a camera on him, which does not seem very fun, but, you know.
2: Uh, well, Debo's start. working. Just just be fair, Debo's working all the time anyway. You seem not to care when the camera's on you and you're still not doing any work. So I don't think there's the set. So, yeah. I
0: look, I assume the camera's on me 24 seven and that people are glaring at me and watching me and judging me all that the time.
1: Sounds correct.
0: Yeah. Sounds <laughs> accurate. Uh, so look, we're going to get to, we're going to do division by division bowl predictions. If you want to read John breach's piece on this, go to CBS Sports. Of course, a lot of times our podcast content will line up with editorial content, and of course it does in this case. Uh, So, Breach, we'll start with you. You've got a crazy bold prediction (laughs) for the the AFC East that you really kick us off with.
2: By the way, (laughs) before Breach starts, let's grade quickly after each division round how bold the predictions are. Okay, I like it.
1: Okay, I I think this is bold. I'm not sure why Brinson keeps making fun of it, Uh, and also – you know what else is coming tomorrow? People are listening on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have our overall season prediction story. I'm gonna I'm teasing that, Brenton. and how to use tease this time. I figured it out in the 10 minutes since you told me, uh, you can see who Brenton's gonna pick for the Super Bowl. Of course, he hasn't told me yet, so I don't know if it'll even be in the story. <laughs> anyway, my bold I bet you wanted them by Friday, and we're recording this on Thursday. My bold prediction for the AFC East in 2020 is that Cam Newton. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Read it like it's written. That, those, are notes. those are notes, so I remember what to say. The, the order does not matter. This is not. I'm reading my own prediction. Okay. okay. Anyway, I know what the prediction is, and it's that Cam Newton leads the NFL in QB rushing yards and touchdowns, and, and Newton's good season means that the Patriots win the division.
0: Okay. So you're getting blitzed because the Patriots are co-favorites to win the division. I think that the way you phrase it, I'm not surprised that you weaseled out of it because this is just what you do and you're good at it. Uh, that's a compliment to you, John Breach. You are great at weaseling out of things. Clearly this is a, a C minus at best bold prediction for the Patriots when the division is co-favorites, but you're, you're sort of putting Cam in the MVP conversation if he leads the NFL in rushing yard, QB rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and the Patriots win the division. So, um, I know we're not supposed to. Actually give a grade, but you know, you would float in the, until after you would float in the B plus range here, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
2: you going to put a number on the rushing yards breach and the touchdowns.
1: You know what? I will say on the rushing yards, Lamar Jackson obviously led the NFL. He finished with over 1200 last season. Uh, I think second place was under 600. So I'm going to put Cam at like 800 because I don't think. That Lamar Jackson's going to get anywhere near a thousand. He had a fantastic season, but I I do think the teams are going to be more cognizant of trying to stop him. So I'll say Lamar gets seven hundred. Cam tops that.
0: Cam Mm -hmm. is not typically somebody who puts up huge rushing yardage numbers. Even like his big rushing seasons, he he's really more of a short yardage touchdown guy. And I mean, look, eight hundred is big, but you know he's not like I don't think he's he's I don't has he ever cracked maybe he's cracked a thousand one time. I don't know if he has.
1: He has not. His yeah. uh his yeah. career high in rushing yards is seven fifty four, but he's gone yeah. over 700 three times. So might I might I
0: even suggest you tailor this and say Cam Newton has a career high in rushing yards. We, we could that, that add would be it. bold.
1: But I think that Josh McDaniels is kind of licking his chops because this is he couldn't ever do any of this stuff with Tom Brady. And I was like, oh my god, I have a quarterback who can at least run the ball further than six inches. Uh, which is about all Brady could do on those QB sneaks.
0: He drafted Tim Tebow in the first round of Denver. He's clearly wanted to do this for a while.
1: He's waited 10 years and now he's finally got his quarterback. So, I,
0: I so- think, yeah, I think if Cam Newton plays 16 games, I think the Patriots will cruise in this division.
2: All right. My AFC bowl prediction, Tom Brady rushes for more yards than Cam Newton. Go ahead, Francis. Oh, Wow. <laughs> no, that's not it. All right. Here it is. Who, who rushes for more yards? Leonard Fournette or Cam Newton? <laughs> well, that, that leads me to a bowl prediction I have later in, in the show. Who's your AFC East bowl prediction? The Bills make it to the AFC Championship game. Josh Allen throws for four thousand yards and runs for seven hundred yards. Jeez, that's called bowl breach. So just as a point of reference, how many how many wins do the Bills have in this scenario? They're going to win eleven games and the division title. Ah. Breach, I'll, I'll get Breach his division title. I'll just let the uh, – uh,
0: Well, I, I asked that because I think that if Josh Allen throws for 4,000 passing yards, runs for 700 yards, presumably you're talking – No, I'm serious. I don't think it's that crazy. But you're talking about 25 passing touchdowns and probably 10 rushing touchdowns, and the Bills win 11 games.
1: Josh Allen for MVP. I would say he ran for 631 his rookie year. Right. I think the boldest part of Ryan's prediction is the AFC championship game thing. I think it's the passing uh, yards. <laughs> I, I think the passing yards would be crazy, Uh, but he's gone. He's gotten steadily better. I think he had just over 2000 his rookie or just over 3000 last year. And that, obviously 3000, 4000 is a huge jump, but
0: he, he doesn't have like, a 300 yard passing game.
1: He has better receivers this year. He didn't have any very good receivers in 2018. This is obviously going to be his best arsenal, uh, but the Bills getting the AFC Championship game, Ryan? Who, who's who's not getting there? The Ravens or the Chiefs?
2: Did the Ravens play in last year?
1: Whoa! You're talking to the guy that predicted them. What a big jam! Wallace took it in his hands and said, "Up, up in the air!" <laughs>
0: Got the full Monty on yeah, that one, too. Did Breach, try, did Breach try and follow that with your tongue to the guy who picked the Packers? <laughs> yeah, the he did. He did. No, I said
1: you're talking <laughs> to the guy who picked the Ravens to lose to the Titans.
0: And by the way, yeah, he, I, one guy in the entire... That's not true. Uh, yeah. All right, my yeah, ahead, AFC East bowl, bowl prediction, this is, this is bold. Ed Oliver wins Defensive Player of the Year.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> it's a hundred to one. I think there is some value in betting in it, as we talked about on Friday with our pal uh, Drew Dinsick, aka Whale Capper. It's a long shot. It's ten to one. You're not putting a hundred dollars on this. You know, maybe you'll wish you had later on down the road. Uh, but you know, toss ten bucks on it. If Ed Al- Ed Oliver has a athletic profile similar to Aaron Donald, not exactly the same. Nobody's Aaron Donald, but smaller, compact. Ability to rush the passer from the interior. The bills are loaded on defense. And if that defense takes a leap forward and becomes the best defense in the league, hands down, it was very close last year. And at Ad- Ad- Oliver plays 80% of the snaps and he can get like 12 sacks and a bunch of tackles and you know, a bunch of different stats. You know,
2: I think he can be in a conversation. <laughs> different stats. <laughs> I mean, like just, you know, like, like defensive passes. I know. It reminded me carries. of, uh, what does Sean used to make funny for saying that one time? You said something like, and he, does things on the field. He does He's, stuff on the field. He does stuff. Uh, all right. So I, I, in terms of like boldness of that prediction, that's an A. Like breaches comes in third, I think, in, in this round of bold predictions.
0: Yes. I would agree
2: with that. Yes.
0: Nope, Breach, nope. yours is, yours is the most likely to happen and therefore the less bold.
1: Cam leading the NFL and QB rushing yards is the most likely to happen. That's way and more likely Josh, to happen
2: than Josh, Josh Allen throwing for,
1: rushing 40- for 700 yards is the most likely thing to happen. But
2: what's, what's the other half of
0: your bold prediction?
1: Cam leading in touchdowns.
0: Patriots win the division. Come on. That was the lead. That's the hook.
1: That's the most likely.
0: You're a little, you're a little, you're a little bold prediction Trojan horse is what you are. You used Cam (laughs) Newton to storm the gate, open it and be like, the Patriots win the division. Bold prediction. I was right. (laughs) So like when Cam Newton runs for 600 yards and five touchdowns, you're like, well, the Patriots didn't win the division and I was right in my process. (laughs) <laughs> Even though that he's like 400 is. yards behind Lamar Jackson. You can I'm see the process, see Brinson. From miles That's away.
1: Process. And you All know, right. I do like Brinson's Ed Oliver prediction as a long shot because you look at the rest of the division, like it is prime for just killing the other teams because Cam Newton's playing in a new offense. Who knows what he's going to understand, uh, the first few weeks of the season. Maybe he gets destroyed. Sam Darnold seen ghosts. Who knows what's happening in New York? Uh, and then, you know, the Dolphins are okay, I guess. But, what does uh, it
0: say about yeah, the division? Well, what does it say about the division that we have to like use the Pats or the Bills to get the bold prediction? Because it nobody wants to go
2: out on the limb and say that the Dolphins or Jets will win the division. I mean, that would be really, the obvious. You were on the Jets make the playoffs bandwagon a couple months ago, even you. A yeah, and they,
0: then they tr- then they lost their two best defensive players and don't know what they're doing on offense. I think I think if you are going to go bold prediction outside of the Bills or Pats, you could go with Sam Donald or Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best quarterback in the division. That's not that crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Cam's hurt. Well, that's, I mean, Cam's hurt and Josh Allen is Josh Allen. You just made the case for why Josh Allen's going to win MVP. It's 40 to 1. I've heard people bang that drum before.
1: Uh, Move on. Before we move this, you talk about Mitchell Trubisky last year. Again. I still need my money. I give Josh Allen and Jacksonville a better chance of winning MVP than Josh Allen and Buffalo.
2: Okay. That's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> uh, losers go first, uh, and since you came in last, John, NFC East, what's your bowl prediction? My bowl prediction
1: is that oh, Dak God. Prescott wins the NFL MVP.
3: This, is All right, this is the first one. Uh,
0: let's go and look at the William Hill odds. I'm sure Dak will be a huge dark horse to win MVPs. It's Let me guess. Is, is it two,
2: 2001? Is that what the odds are for Dak?
0: Uh, no, you won't believe this, but, uh, as it turns out, uh, let's see.
3: Where is MVP? Fifteen to one, and he's the fifth favorite. Wow, fifth. 15-1. He's
1: not even in the top three. Is that the top four?
3: No, he's top five. That's what fifth means.
0: Did you say he's not top four? <laughs> <laughs> he's the top three or top four?
1: So qualifies as bold.
0: <laughs> All right. You That's... said, you, he, "Debo said he's the fifth option," and you said he's not top four. As if top four. Like where, where is that arbitrage? No, first, I
1: said he's not top three, and then I said he's not top four.
0: Okay, so he's behind. Let's see if we can figure out who he's behind. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, the last two MVPs, uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady.
3: DeSean, Brees, is he on there? Brees is 18 to 1, so he's behind Dak. Deshaun is 14 to 1. Oh. And you're missing the third one. Brady's 16 to 1 maybe? 16 to 1 right behind Dak. Third one, oh, never received an MVP vote. Oh, Russell, god, how we missed that. Yep. And he's at 8 to 1. Lamar 6 to 1. Patrick Mahomes plus three
0: fifty. I look, it's fifteen to one, so it's reasonably bold. But uh, I mean, look, the reality is you're trying to hit a high percentage of your bold predictions, and then brag about a high percentage of your bold right. predictions. Look, you're good at massaging the truth, Breach. You're good at it. You know how to find something that you can technically qualify as bold, but we all know isn't that bold. Like For their, their, their defense,
1: not winning the MVP would be bold. Once right. last week like, out was player one MVP. Do you know? Tell me.
2: It'd probably Troy Aikman. Wrong Emmett Smith. True. Just a, a, a pre-dunking. Um, my bold prediction for uh, the NFC West is going to be less bold than breaches. Let's put that out there. All right.
0: Well, I mean, here so here is the thing with Dak and MVP. I don't think it's that crazy. Like I, I. So when you're doing your awards, you're sending the awards email to Cody Benjamin, who's compiling this breach. Are you? Is Dak your choice for MVP?
2: He is. He has to be.
0: So it's not even bold because it's actually your just regular prediction too.
1: That's still bold. Uh, you, a bold uh, prediction can still be your regular prediction. That's yeah, I'm,
0: I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Thanks, Ryan. All right, uh, Ryan's on yeah. team three. Well, no, wait, Dak. Look, I'll you know I'll go next because Dak Prescott dovetails uh, okay. directly into my prediction that the Cowboys will have three one thousand yard receivers in 2020. That's uh, an A plus
2: because it's not going to happen. Go ahead.
0: It's unlikely to happen, but here's the, the nice thing. You have four guys to choose from because I think Blake Jarwin can kind of qualify as a sleeper to go for it. I don't think that's likely, but if Amari, Amari no? Cooper's, well, it's not likely, but yeah, Amari Cooper's sort of banged up. There's buzz heading into week one that he might not exactly be a hundred percent to play, which would mean Michael Gallup. Hello. Coming for a big season. And then of course, CD Lamb, the rookie out of Oklahoma, my number three player in the entire draft class uh, heading into the draft, and he lands in a perfect spot. I don't see how Dak Prescott get, like, all right, what is the floor for Dak Prescott statistically in 2020? Last year, 2000, 2000 60,
2: passing yards because Mike McCarthy runs the ball 500 times. No. <laughs> McCarthy's not that
0: conservative running the ball. He last, last season he had 65% completions, 4,900 yards, 30 Ooh. touchdowns, 11 picks. What is his statistical floor? I, I think, I think that if he took a step back this year, I'll say, all right, I'll say his floor is 65% completions again, 4,500 yards. Yep. 20. Five or 28 touchdowns and 10 picks. I mean, he took a step back, quote unquote, last year. What? People They're thought that- massive leap forward statistically. What do you mean? He'd never been over 4,000 passing yards and he went to 49- But I mean, in terms
2: of the way he played week in and week out, people were down uh, on yeah, deck. Yeah, sure. People so like to get on deck. Right. My point is that I, I, you know, I, I think the floor is going to be pretty close to what we saw last year.
1: I will say that although this seems like it would dovetail into a DAC MVP win, uh, of all the times there have been three teammates who finished with 1,000 yards or more each, only one time ever has their quarterback won MVP. Which Man. time was that? Fun fact: It was the time in 2004 Ooh. when Marvin Harrison. Oh yeah, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won MVP. Can you name Marvin,
0: Reggie Wayne, and Dallas and Clark?
1: Dallas the Clark. Third. Who's the third?
0: Dallas Clark.
1: Not Dallas Clark. Oh, wait, wait, what? no, it was Pierre Garcon. Not Pierre Garcon.
2: Oh, it was, uh, the running back, Joseph Adai.
1: Oh, wrong. Yeah, hold on, the hold on. other running back? No, 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 per- no, hold on. Oh, uh, is it Anthony Gonzalez? That is incorrect. Who is it? Who was it? No you problem. have any more guesses or are you just want me to tell you? Well, what position does he play? Uh, he plays wide receiver because it's three receivers who have to Oh,
2: get um, <laughs> uh, Brandon Stokely. <gasps>
1: Stokely, good call. That's it's it. Stokely. Yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> what were you? What was the Duncan on for? You said what
1: position does he play? What and position is, does he play? Three receiver. Defensive end. Oh, I'm oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> well, I was I was guessing Joseph die I was guessing Dallas Clark. So I didn't know. I didn't hear that part.
0: Um, well, and look, part of the predication on this three wide receiver thing, and I think the Dak Prescott MVP is not that Dak is just going to massively elevate his play. The Cowboys' defense could be terrible this year. Or at least take a huge step back, whereas yeah. the offense might just make this massive leap forward. And again, when you look at MVP, and, and well, well, Capper and I talked about this, and we this is this is the reasoning behind Mitchell Trubisky. It wasn't that we think Mitchell Trubisky's great; it's that to identify an MVP candidate, you need to find a quarterback on a team that can win their division and ten plus games. And so, you you're looking for teams with high over unders. Josh Allen qualifies. He's a good pick. Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Who's better? Who's, who's better MVP odds in your mind? Uh, Jimmy G or Josh Allen?
0: Jimmy G is 33 to one. Josh Allen's 40 to one. I'd rather have
2: Jimmy G. I'd rather have Josh. I think so too. Okay. All right. Can I do mine? You may. This is a good one. NFC East. This is a real good one. Love it. Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry will have more receiving yards than any other wide receiver in that division. Yeah.
0: That's the winner. For this round, that's the A plus one because it's realistic, but it's also bold because you got a bunch of receivers in Philly, the guys that they added plus Deshaun Jackson. And I guess Alshon Sean Jeffrey's still alive. Um, <laughs> you have, uh, some receivers in New York, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Jacob Barkley. I mean, um,
2: Berkeley, Evan Ingram.
0: Yeah. They got guys in New York. And then of course you have, as
2: I mentioned, three guys in Dallas that could go monster and you have a quarterback that everyone. Has no idea how he's going to play in Dwayne House. Correct.
0: If you, uh, I would say that the odds of this happening, I guess it's, what are the odds of, what are the odds of Terry McLaurin having the most
2: receiving yards? They're, the- they're better than the odds of Ed Oliver winning the defensive, defensive MVP, I think. Are they better should- than Dak Prescott's MVP odds? 15 to one.
1: Terry McLaurin finished 270 yards away from leading the NFC East in receiving last year.
0: As a rookie, okay. with a rookie quarterback.
1: As a All rookie, right. with a rookie. So I think it's within the realm of possibility.
0: I'd say it's pro, I think, well, you're talking about a much smaller scale. Like if you're like Dak Prescott MVP of the NFC East, he would be the like minus 300, you know, so like it's not like we're saying Terry McLaurin will lead the league in rushing yards. That's probably 50 to one. It's actually be a pretty good bet. 10 to Uh, one. Is that too, too much? I think it's probably 10 to 15 to one. I think it's about on the scale of Dak winning MVP, but, um, you know, you're asking him to beat out a bunch of guys who I I don't think he would be the favorite. So I I like that. I think it's a great.
1: Plus though, Brinson. You just used my strategy of making a realistic pick that could hit and gave Wilson an A-plus for it and giving me Fs for it. Dunk, yeah. please. I need a dunk. Anyway, to Terry McLaurin finished third overall in the NFC East in receiving, so jumping up to one doesn't strike me as super bold. I'm giving this a C-plus. Why are you such a wet
2: blanket, John? Right.
1: Just, I'm not. Uh, uh, i just I, I just wanted to give the, a C plus. I'm giving Brinson a B. Plus. C plus, C+. Unbelievable. Okay. Alright. Uh, and, and I'm giving well, my- uh, We can't move
0: on. We gotta, gotta yeah. get uh, an oh, Eagles right. ball prediction A-Bow. from our producer in the Eagles hat and the parental advisory Doug
1: shirt.
3: Um, Carson MVP. <laughs> it's, it's worse odds than Dak, so I'm taking it. I wasn't prepared for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're <don't>. He's <laughs> You sound <still laughs> like Brinson. Nobody's making beautiful. fun of you for not being prepared, to be clear. Jalen Hurts. Ooh, ooh! Say it. I'm thinking of something. Jalen Hurts—that's <laughs> the start of it.
2: Oh, he Jalen Hurts has more hear, rushing. Did, now, Jalen Hurts, hold on. Jalen Hurts has more rushing yards than Cam Newton. See, Jalen,
3: Jalen Hurts Bull.
1: starts more games at quarterback than no, Carson. Wentz. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're saying <laughs> breach. Wet blanket breach. Did you more hear the in total, total touchdown? Conversation with Will Hill? house—it's filled. My house is filled with wet blankets, Ryan.
0: So on, 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 for Friday's show, uh, Drew and I were talking and, um, I was like, we were like talking about like, you know, what, Jalen Hurts at 80 to 1 is not that crazy for offensive rookie of the year. Was, excuse me for Thursday's podcast. That's right. Kenny White is Friday's podcast. And, um, we we're like, and I was like, I was like sort of giggling because I knew like, dude, I could see Debo like, Debo didn't have his camera on. I could see him be like, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, Debo, would you like to respond? And he's just dead silent. I was like, Oh my God. He's really mad. It turned out Debo had like gone and in like into a different chat or like something else was going on. And so he he wasn't listening, but I kind of like the, uh, the Jalen Hurts bold prediction. Jalen Hurts starts more games than Carson Wentz. Yeah,
3: and like Carson
0: it. Wentz is healthy. Bum, bum, bum.
3: I don't, I'm not convinced Jalen Hurts would be the guy to start if, if Carson Wentz, right, you got a, you're a Nate truther. I'm not, I'm not a truther. I just read the depth chart. But, uh, let's say, let's say Jalen hurts more total touchdowns than Taysom Hill. Bold prediction. That's a good
0: one. I like that. Um, uh, do we need to talk anything about the Giants? Or do we not care about the Giants? They didn't make the list.
1: They didn't make the list. Sorry. There's only three of us. Three and, and Debo chimed in with the Eagles. So no Giants.
0: And B- you know, Bleep wouldn't have brought up the Giants anyway. No, no. in it. We got to let this guy go. Season's here. You're gone, Bleep. <laughs> Dead to us. AFC North. Oh boy. There's a stupid division.
2: Cincinnati. All right,
0: Breach. Uh, you know what? Uh, should I start? I'll start. Since I'm, start. One, I'm one for one on the AFC North because I predicted that Breach's bold prediction would involve the Bengals. Huh. Mine does not involve the Bengals. It involves the Browns. Uh, I was trying to figure out a way to properly capture my enthusiasm for Odell Beckham. And Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield and what I think will be a good Browns offense. I don't know that it'll be great out of the out of the gates. I think that the I think a team like the Browns could absolutely struggle because they're adding so many new pieces, uh, especially the tackle positions and, and a new system and all that. However, I am firmly entrenched in the idea that Baker Mayfield is going to have an awesome year that vaults him back into the upper echelon of ascending young quarterbacks. Um, I think if people so sports trading cards are kind of a big thing now again. Football cards, oh, they are? That,
4: how about that?
0: Huge, yeah. They're like, like, a, like a signed Luca Doncic card goes for like twenty five grand. I
2: didn't know basketball cards
1: were a thing. Reach full- cards on eBay?
3: Um, no. It's, it turns out all the ones that we collected as kids are worthless. The Mike um, Trout one just went for like three point two million. Yes. A rookie card, sure. and he was drafted in twenty ten. Yeah, it's insane. Wait a second. So like literally the the
2: ba- the baseball cards from the 60s 70s and 90s are worth nothing now
0: yeah, so it's all basically it's it's functioning like a stock market where it's all predicated on what people are willing to pay because they think somebody's like so anybody who's anybody who's already finished their
2: career like, There's, no, know, there's no, finite, change in their, no change in their price I mean you know yeah, basically, unless, So is Mike trout but, worth more than Honus Wagner now because Honus
3: Wagner was the yes. that beat the record. It beat it by a couple hundred thousand.
2: And
0: um, one of the things with the baseball and football cards is that the companies, you know, so like I've, I'm sorting through all these cards up in my office. My wife is like, get these effing things out of here. Um, they mass produce, you know, like once the cards got popular, they just started mass producing all these cards. You know, you've got a billion Ken Griffey cards or whatever. Whereas these, these companies are producing them now, uh, notably, uh, um panini have have put a pretty hard cap on the cards that are out there they figured out that if they limit the supply that's hitting the marketplace um it won't go big i got a buddy who dabbles in the in the card stuff and he's like bought a bunch of tj warren cards and then tj warren blew up in the bubble and the cards improved by like seven times
3: yeah are you, i don't think uh because you want to say improve seven times to 50 cents <laughs> how much are they worth
1: this just sounds way too much were like You trying
0: to were you trying to knock TJ Warren like the Sixers are hanging around in the playoffs or something? That's snuffed out. How much son. how
3: much are the TJ Warren cards worth? Like 150 bucks a pop? Wow. Yeah, I mean they like he
0: bought them for like 20 bucks a pop and they spiked up. I mean they're So I mean I mean, you buy 10 of those cards and you make seven times profit. That's I mean that's just uh, that's that's great. You want to it do sounds that. Sounds like
1: the tulip market part. in Amsterdam in 1637. I'm not buying it. It's all going to collapse. <laughs> it so it probably collapse.
0: will. It probably Good will. Point. All right, let's go. <laughs> But anyway, my point being is that I, I think you want to buy Baker Mayfield cards. Now, yeah. buy them on the cheap, and he's going to have a great year. Odell Beckham's going to go nuts. Nick Chubb's going to go nuts. This offense is going to be humming by the end of the year, and there will be a trendy Super Bowl pick. Once again, I will take
2: This Baker is uh, Will Brinson brought to you by August 2019. Did you just
1: sign, like, some sort of uh, endorsement deal with Upper Deck? You're just pitching cards here. Everybody go buy cards. Go buy cards.
0: I'm saying buy low on Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield, I'm going to predict Baker Mayfield wins comeback player of the year. What did he come back from? You're asking?
1: Yes.
2: A
0: Freddie outhouse.
2: That's fair. I mean, Alex Smith is winning that, but sure. That's, that's what makes it bold, I guess.
0: Wait, did you say Alex Smith is winning that? Yeah. Okay. I got made fun of for saying that the other day. Was that on this podcast? Or was that somewhere on radio? Yeah,
1: it wasn't radio. I don't think Ryan would have made, had the same hmm. idea and then made fun of. I said, of I said, said Alex Smith himself.
0: can win it without playing.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're a comeback here to the, if you have a vote on that award and Alex Smith is just on the sideline, suited up, right. are you voting for him?
0: That's yeah. what I said. And people were like, you're insane. That cannot happen. I was like, Wait, why can't that happen? I, would I put
2: vote. that, I put that in my predictions for the, the post that Cody Benjamin's putting together. Those similar right. words.
0: I, I would do think that Ben Roethlisberger, if he, if the Steelers win a bunch of games, he'll still
1: be up. Did down. you see pictures of Alex Smith's leg? It, it was like the blood, his skin, blood, yeah, you, could see was, the bone. You, you couldn't, I mean, right, oh, ben, I
2: thought,
0: the argument, was it, was it not on this podcast, D.Va? I swear somebody said it on the podcast. I can't remember. Maybe. Who the hell
1: knows? A lot of pods, um, a lot Prince of pods. Take a week off before the season starts. And it starts in two days, so I don't know where you're going to get that week from Me
0: either. Um, but like, I don't think he needs to play to win it. I think it'll be one of
2: those honorary. I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I Reach, somebody should
2: have used that for the bold <laughs> prediction for, for the NFC East. Reach, go ahead and then I'll follow you because mine dovetails as Brinson likes to say off of yours.
1: My bold prediction is that Joe Burrow, speaking of Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow (laughs) breaks Baker Mayfield's record for the most touchdown passes ever thrown by a rookie, and that is a record that stood for 21 years, 1997 to 2018, and now Joe Burrow is going to break it in 2020 when he throws 75 touchdown passes. But the good news is if he doesn't hit 75, he only has to throw 27 to break the record. Joe Burrow, the record's yours, man. Don't let me down.
2: Uh, my bold prediction is that Juju Smith Schuster will have 1500 receiving yards, which is his all time high. More than the 1400 and change he had two years ago when Antonio Brown was number one receiver. And part B to that is that Joe Burrow will have more passing yards than Tom Brady. And to piggyback off that, I think Joe Burrow breaks Andrew Luck's rookie passing record. Ooh, which I think it's 4200 uh, yards. Gosh, 40. Yeah, 42. Let's see. 4300 yards, excuse me.
0: Yeah. it used to be cans and then luck broke it the very next year. So, boom. Wow, that's, that's a, bold. That is bold. That's too bold, too unnecessarily bold prediction. <laughs> I like it.
4: All, right. All right.
0: Moving along. Nothing from the Ravens, by the way. Interesting.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean, what's bold about the, Lamar Jackson's going to rush for 3000 yards? I mean, is this or Lamar bold? Jackson
2: rushes for 500 yards? What about this? J.K. Dobbins brushes for more yards than Lamar Jackson. Is that bold?
1: I say yes. The Ravens don't win the division. Is that bold? That would be very bold. That's my that's my bold prediction then. Okay. So chalk it down. Chalk it up, Debo.
0: Yeah.
1: Add him to the list.
0: NFC North. Uh oh, see, here's Breach again. Wow, what? Here's Let's Breach again. This is unbelievable. just a very likely scenario in which Breach... Now, I am predicting
1: something that has only happened one time in 18 years, and Brinson is over here saying it's not bold. That's insane. insane. One time in 18 years in that division? Yeah, one time in 18 years in that division. Bears and Lions always stink. stink. My bold prediction is that no team gets the double-digit wins in the NFC North. That has only happened once in 18 years. No matter how bad the Bears and Lions are, someone always gets double-digit wins uh, if not always 17 times.
0: Okay. I'm fine with that one. That's breach. I mean, could you tell me, uh, which one of these teams has a double digit win total in Las Vegas before the season?
1: Uh, can you tell me which one of these teams oh! has been
0: oh! last year? What a good that was an excellent laugh track.
2: Yeah. That's, that's the trick breach. You have to talk through the Duncan. You can't stop talking. <laughs> that's,
4: I
1: learned, no, actually, that's, I've that's, that's learned from the best.
0: Look, breach. You are the best at this. I will give you. The, I will give you credit. These are like you read them. You are like okay. That's not. I guess it qualifies as bold. And you're but it's it's like it's like fairly likely to happen. I like it. I think it's a. I think it's a great call. I also agree with it and think it's likely. I think the division winner in the NFC North, a division that looks fairly mediocre, closes the close of the season at nine and seven. And in fact, that division winner will be none other than Matt Patricia the Detroit Lions, and your MVP, Matthew Stafford. Now that's a bold prediction, baby.
1: Yeah,
2: that's too bold. I just don't get this Lions love, but we'll see. I mean, maybe it'll blow up my face.
1: That's pretty bold. I'll and give me, it me, me and
2: Jim Caldwell will issue a joint apology press conference. I, to me and Matt Patricia. To you and Matt Patricia. Uh, Dude, my bold prediction actually isn't that bold, by the way.
0: You and, you and Jim Caldwell issuing an apology press conference to me and Matt Patricia. <laughs> the optics of that might not go over well.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we're, so we're, de- we're definitely doing it.
1: I so think sorry. the New <laughs> Stafford winning MVP is more bold because as Brenton is sitting here knocking my uh, prediction that a team is gonna not going to get to 10 wins and then saying that, hey, the Lions can win the division. They're going to win a bad division. That's not bold. So, Matthew Stafford being MVP, I think, is bolder. Very magnificent. It would be crazy if it happens.
2: Yeah, my bold prediction actually isn't that bold. Go ahead. you want to reply to that? I was going to say that
0: I think the Stafford, like, the Stafford and the Lions, I I actually think that my bold prediction goes hand-in-hand with breaches um, because I I don't know if Stafford could get it at nine wins, but I think that no one else besides the Lions, I I think that the Vikings, Bears, and Packers need to win less than ten games in order for Matthew Stafford to get the MVP. And it comes via him playing 16 games, 5,000 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, which he was on pace for or something in that realm just underneath it. The Lions win nine or ten games and take down the division out of nowhere. And I think if that happens and it feels like Stafford's having this sort of transcendent breakout season, um, then he's absolutely in contention for MVP. He's at 66 to one. That's that's a, That price is too low.
1: And Brinson, you mentioning them winning nine or ten games, and Stafford winning it. Here is a trivia question for you guys: Who, which MVP, was on the team that won the fewest games?
0: Is this a strike thing or something?
1: You guys can each have one guess, and I'll just tell you.
0: Well, hold on. Uh, is it is it like a kooky strike year?
1: No, full season. Sixteen. What, de- what decade? Uh, give us a decade. Uh, I was going
0: to say Steve McNair.
1: Wrong. Wilson, what's your guess? Lamar Jackson. I have no idea. The answer. Hold on, hold on. Here's the decade. Decades the nineties. Kurt Warner. Go ahead. No, that was a good guess, but that's not right. But that was good. I like the way you think, Ryan. They won a ton of games. I mean, it's okay. Brett Favre. Brett Favre is incorrect. The answer is actually someone who played for the Lions, Barry Sanders, nineteen
0: ninety. Oh, oh, that makes a lot of sense.
1: And they went 9 and 7. So it is possible for a player on a 9 and 7 team to win MVP.
0: Sure. I, and again, part of the MVP race, you got to remember like psychotic morons like Pete Prisco are voting for this. Right? Try to get yourself inside Pete Prisco's head. You're mm-hmm. there for 5 seconds, you realize what a dark demented sick world it is, and you bolt. But you got a glimpse of who's voting for MVP. Remember the narrative of Detroit going nine and seven or 10 and six and winning the division is strong. And Stafford will get a lot of love for that.
2: Trubisky wins eight games. I thought that was bolder than it was. And I checked and he won 11 games two years ago. They went eight and seven last year. Of course he's battling quote unquote with Nick Bowles. Uh, I think him winning eight games is almost impossible, but maybe this is the year that he proves that he's really good.
0: All right, moving along to the break. (laughs) We'll talk about the AFC South coming up next. Will Doug Marone survive the season? How deep can the Colts make a run in the playoffs? We'll tell you after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars, Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
4: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Okay, so, again, another breachism. Like, let's find the odds... Ryan, what do you think the odds are? If we look them up, first coach fired. Who do you think the favorite is in, uh,
2: week? I'll go with either Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin. Is that, is that who it is? That's,
0: that's not it. Breach, do you happen to know who the favorite to be fired first is? Adam Gase. Okay. Who's the next favorite?
1: Dan Quinn. No, he's looking at it.
0: Are you, are you really looking at
1: him? Uh, I don't know. I thought maybe you knew the odds.
0: <laughs> All right. Who's the third?
1: Doug Marone.
0: Uh, what's your bold prediction for the AFC South? <laughs>
1: My bold prediction for the AFC South is that Jacksonville actually fires this guy. He's the first coach fired this year. See, and it, a lot of coaches <laughs> can get fired, but See. it's not easy to be the first coach fired. A lot has to go into it. You have to be it high. happens every year.
0: Where, 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 what, how recent are these odds you're looking at? I don't want to tell you. Because I, I feel like, by the way, just so sort of how smart these first coach fired odds are, um, I'm looking at a old post from September, 2018, Sean McDermott favored his first NFL head coach to be fired. Who wrote that?
1: That tells you the odds aren't accurate. So I mean, this is a bold prediction. Let's
0: see if we can find it. Uh by so the way, I think you?
1: John I Gruden John Gruden,
0: Gruden was a Belichick. Was, I mean, what are we doing? This list Colin was sixteen it. to one.
1: This is my least bold prediction.
0: You know what's crazy is that Doug Marone wasn't even on the list because they just gone to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, he shouldn't have been. I mean, that's fair. All right, so your bold prediction is that Doug Marone, who probably is the f- odds-on favorite to be the first coach fired, uh, will be the first coach fired.
1: I think that if the Jags start, <laughs> they have a week seven bye. If they go 0-6 or 1-5, and I think he's gone. Because they also play the Bengals and the Lions in there. If they lose both those games, you're out. You can't lose the Bengals and the Lions. You can't lose the two cat teams and expect to keep your job when you're a coach of a cat team. <laughs> okay. You know.
0: Um the yeah, cat cat football rules. So I mean I get what you're saying here. Uh Devil's avocado, Larry. The Jaguars have just, as we're recording this podcast on Thursday, and this will be out on you know Tuesday, we're hearing it, traded uh safety Ronnie Harrison to the Browns for another for a what they got a fifth round pick in return?
2: I don't know. I love the move for the Browns and it's just more ammunition for the Jaguars in the draft.
0: If I recall correctly, Ronnie Harrison was a third. He's the 93rd overall pick. Yeah, so that means okay. they've traded Yannick Ngakwe, Ronnie Harrison, and cut Leonard Fournette. That is uh, three guys who were picks in the first three rounds of the last three drafts for the Jaguars. And this is in the past 48 hours. How, how can you possibly fire Doug Marone, given what he's got to work with?
2: Here's my thing, like if this is all part of, you know, I who's I think I was talking about this on, on the radio. Like I don't think the Jaguars are tanking because that means that Dave Caldwell, the GM, and Marlon are like, hey, here's an idea, let's win one football game so whoever comes in next can get Trevor Lawrence. That makes a ton of sense. So I don't think they're they're trying to tank, and I think they're obviously trying to win football games, and they're getting rid of young guys that don't think they that work out. That reflects on them for bringing them in in the first place, but whatever. But my question is this. How many, like, they're going to end up having 12 first-round picks. How many first-round picks do you need to guarantee that you get Trevor Lawrence? I feel like they have enough draft picks stocked up where they can get Trevor Lawrence if they need to. I don't know if you need to keep trading uh, really good young players. And, again, if those players don't fit your scheme, maybe you need to revisit
1: how they got there in the first place. Maybe you need a new scheme and a new coach, so you fire your coach.
0: I I just, it feels like to me that the Jaguars, that Dave Caldwell – Who has overseen every draft since 2013 and has done a, uh, a bold prediction. Dave Caldwell doesn't do a good job retaining players. Um, Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone have convinced the con family, they've conned the cons into giving them another shot at rebuilding this on the same page, and they blamed everything on Tom Coughlin. And people, listen to, listen to what Pete Briscoe says when he talks about it. He's like, Coughlin did everything. It's like they conned Prisco too. Everybody's convinced Prisco that it was Tom Coughlin's fault that everything's ruined. Maybe it was, I don't know, but they've shifted enough of the blame on Tom Coughlin. They buried this old man out back, and now they've convinced him that they need a cultural rebuild. I just don't think they're firing Doug Maroon. I also think that the con family sort of, Like, Shad Khan is sort of looking at, like, all right, you know, do I really want to be paying multiple coaches, especially if one has to go over to London? I know Marone won't go there. They don't have baloney, yada, yada, yada. Feels like Doug Marone survives the season no matter what his record is because of how they've constructed this roster and because of the youth on there. They might start seven rookies, according to Pete Briscoe.
1: So then this is a bold prediction.
0: No, I'm saying why your prediction is wrong. You took the easy path, and I'm saying it's wrong. Mm -hmm. He's the favorite to be the first coach fired.
1: Yeah, but you just read the odds from two years ago, and they were way off. So the odds mean nothing.
0: That's I'm telling you that in hindsight, your odds are going to look stupid. All right, all right. I'm going to go, go next. Your, I don't. What kind of circular logic cemetery am I rolling around in right now? Don't you know, here. Back.
2: Here's a here's a bold prediction. Oh boy, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and uh, Randall Cobb all have fewer receiving yards combined than DeAndre Hopkins. Whoa! What?
1: I like that? Is that all bold? Combined? That's insane. All combined?
0: Yeah. But three of those guys combined will have less receiving yards than DeAndre Hopkins.
2: Yeah. So, Will Fuller had 670 last year. He's never had more than – that was his most ever in four, four, four seasons. This is going to look terrible in six months.
1: It could, but it's, I'm trying to be bold. I
2: mean, that's it, is it, bold. That's,
1: that is that is the boldest one out there. I'll give you A-plus, Ryan.
2: <laughs> Thank, that's all I was looking for. Brandon Cooks had 583 last year. Um, that was his lowest ever uh, – second lowest, except for 2014. And then um, Randall Cobb actually had a really good year last year with the Cowboys, 828, but the year before that, 383. The year before that, 653. So um, we need about 1,500 yards from DeAndre Hopkins is what I'm hoping for. That's
0: po- It's possible. That's crazy. That yeah. That is bold as hell. Did you write that down on the sheet? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I did. Um, DeAndre
2: had 1,500 in 2018. And, the, you know, we all love Kyler Murray, so everything goes well. I think you're banking on – Multiple injuries. I'm banking on uh, Billy O'Brenson. Let's just
1: that—that's that, the shorthand.
2: David Johnson has 3,000 rushing yards. These guys. I mean, banking
1: so on multiple injuries with those three players isn't the craziest thing in the world. Pretty
0: good bet. I mean, you could even convince me that like those three guys will have less than 16 games played combined.
1: DeAndre, and that will would actually a be a pretty fair
0: matchup against Hopkins. Right, yeah. uh, my bold prediction: the Colts win the Super Bowl. This feels like a breach,
1: like, prediction. like this year,
0: this year. The Colts winning the Super Bowl is not, is, it feels like a breach bowl prediction. I guess, I guess. Why not? I mean,
4: 25
0: okay. to one is like a lot more than 15 to one.
1: That's true. And you said that wasn't bold.
0: So, I mean, I said, you said, who, how, who's not going to be in the AFC championship game? The Chiefs or the Ravens? It <laughs> that means mean. the Colts have to get through them and the Steelers and the Patriots.
1: Well, Ryan's got the Bills in the AFC championship. So is it Bills Colts AFC title game? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Are you saying right. Ryan's wrong?
2: Who wins that game?
1: Oh the Bills, man. The Colts.
2: <laughs> All right. The Colts oh. is bolder than I originally gave it credit for.
1: I like the Colts. I actually, I have the Colts, uh, if people read on Labor Day, my overall prediction for the entire NFL season, I have the Colts in the AFC championship game. So I am also high on the Colts and I like okay. the choice here. Okay. All right.
2: Oh my God. Okay. NFC South breaches back to breaches. Go ahead, bro. I really slid through there. The Colts win the Super Bowl. Uh, by the way, I saw a
0: uh, friend of the show, Greg Rosenthal had the uh, Colts over the Saints. To a throwback to, uh, about 10 years ago when, uh, Bree, 2009. Breeze,
1: 2009.
0: and Peyton, yeah. 2009, uh, Breeze and Sean Payton onside kick in the second half to beat Peyton Manning
2: mm-hmm. and, uh, Jim Caldwell. The game was Caldwell the coach then? In or Miami. Dungy? I don't know. I think I, I want to say Caldwell. I think Dungy had retired by then. I could be wrong. I think it's Caldwell.
0: If it's somebody was going to get pantsed over by a second half onside kick, it would be, yes, it was Jim Caldwell.
1: I tell you, we talk about Jim Caldwell a lot on this. Sure did. It's surprising he does not have a job, at least maybe in Detroit.
2: Uh, I'm, right you're then? telling me. Go ahead, Breach. Let's hear all this. Right, South My chicanery. bold
1: prediction is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the division. Now, let me defend myself. Oh,
0: hey, God.
1: The Saints. I thought you were being sarcastic. All, <laughs> Brenton about, all Brenton is talking about the odds. The Saints are the overwhelming favorite to win this division. Uh, at negative one hundred and twenty, Buccaneers are plus one hundred and sixty to win the division. That those aren't great odds. I mean, that's you win serious money if you bet on them. So I am taking it.
0: This is, as, I'm sorry, serious money? Yeah. What? What are the odds again? <laughs> plus one hundred and sixty. Okay, so less than two to one. Plus one point
2: six to one,
3: precisely. That's the same odds Breach has to beat you in tennis. I mean, yeah,
4: you
1: really exactly. Plus you sound like one of those, like, a. if no, you no, par no. away, the Buccaneers winning the division with me beating Brinson and tennis. Now you're really rich instead of just kind of rich.
0: You sound like when you say serious money, you sound like one of those, like, uh, that sometimes you read on like sportsline.com where it's like, he's on a heater of unprecedented proportions. Bookies are paying this guy out the wazoo. It's like, you're going to win some serious money.
2: He's Jim Cramer. Basically.
0: Yeah. It's like
1: serious money <laughs>
2: roll up your sleeve.
1: 160. Get out of here. I'm going to give that prediction an A plus. All right. very well.
2: Uh, my bold prediction. And this is, this is what bold means breach. Leonard Fournette leads the NFL in rushing. Wow. That That's it's bold. bold. So he's had- I would have even
0: accepted Leonard Fournette leads the Buccaneers in rushing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. So according to Bruce Arians last week, Rojo, which apparently that nickname's catching on, by the way. Props to me on that. Ronald Jones remains the, uh, lead back. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn's still there, their third round pick. Uh, we'll see if he remains there, um, through the weekend, uh, as we're recording this. Uh, who's the other, uh, Agon Leeway is there. Is there another back? Oh, LaShawn McCoy. So those are the guys that are there. Uh, but I think change of scenery is going to be good for Leonard Fournette. He had a thousand rushing yards last year, had 1100 his, uh, or excuse me, 1100 last year, a thousand as a rookie. And, um, we know this is Tom Brady's offense. And if you look at, uh, Tom Brady during his uh, tenure with the, uh, with the Patriots, they do have running backs there that they lean on. It's not just Tom Brady throwing the ball a thousand times a game. I have to go back to 2004 breach when your guy Corey Dillon came over and he, I believe, led the NFL in rushing that year. Uh, with over 1,500 rushing yards, perhaps. So the takeaway is it can happen, and it's going to happen this year with Lawrence.
1: And Fournette has the same odds of winning the rushing title as Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, and David Johnson. Where? Uh, out with our friends at William Hill.
0: I don't know that that's updated entirely. I can play. Well, look at Defensive Player of the Year and ask, tell me if Derwin James is still on there. Because he was on there yesterday. Um,
1: yeah, but it's different with an injury because no one would bet an injured player, so you don't need to remove him. Unless you don't know. Uh, so, look, I that think that's that true. is
0: crazy. First of all, that's crazy bold. Is I mean, like I I think if you could have gotten away with, he'll lead the NFC South in rushing, and we would have <laughs> been like, that's really bold. Nope, going all out because you have Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, wow, and Alvin Kamara. Is that the most star-studded running back group in the uh, out of a division?
1: I feel like the yeah, eh, I mean the NFC East. You got Zeke, Saquon, Miles, AFC North, you got Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb. Uh, and I'm going to go – I'm
0: going to go – I mean, I'm saying star-studded, not
2: best. Yeah, NFC, NFC.
0: Um, all for Net, by the way, we didn't even record or even discuss recording a uh, <laughs> uh, Leonard Fournette Signs with Bucks emergency podcast. It happened sort of at the last minute on Wednesday, obviously a tennis night for me, last week. I, I don't – there was a lot of hubbub made about this. and oh, I, saw you I don't
2: tweet about it. I was tweeting about. I mean, was I tweeting about it? About the photoshops with all the running backs on the picture together.
0: I was just. I mean, people got to stop it. They're like, "Who's going to stop the Bucks' offense now?" And it's like a picture of like Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy, and Leonard Fournette. It's like anybody, anybody can stop them because they're only going to have four offensive linemen when you put three different running backs on on the team. Like they think like anybody can stop them. What are you talking about? This is insane.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're on Twitter too much. That's my takeaway. I agree. Well, I mean, I didn't want to call it CBS in
0: particular. Leonard Fournette. I was, finished also, he was like, who's
1: going to stop this team now? Fournette like, finished who? seventh in the NFL in rushing last year. Just one Burnett. point. Leonard Fournette.
0: Yeah, I, if he leads the league in rushing, it would be a major stunner. I don't, I don't know what Bruce Arians is going to do with this. I think Evan Silva, who was on this podcast uh, for Fantasy Week and who was on the uh, Draftathon last week, had a great point that with the, with Fournette, it may not even come down to who's the better running back. It may come down to who does Tom Brady want on the field? Like, who is, Who who's Tom Brady like out there? And who makes Tom Brady comfortable? And who keeps Tom Brady protected? Now, we don't know that, you know, Ronald Jones, we don't know what he's done in terms of improving as a, as a pass blocker. And we don't know how Leonard Fournette will be as a pass blocker. He's not traditionally a great pass blocker.
2: And oh, um, by the way, Bruce Arians likes to throw the ball 50 times a <laughs> game.
0: Yeah, although he did once give Rashard Mendenhall three hundred twenty-four carries in the season,
2: and Rashard had twelve fumbles. Yeah. I think so I
0: could see Leonard, Lenny Fournette being a grinder here. I, I just, I don't, I'm not investing in any of those guys for fantasy. People are freaking out about it. People freaked out about the Kamara trade stuff. Like just don't, don't freak out about it. Don't draft the I Buccaneers say, running.
1: I am in a fantasy league with you guys. I took Fournette in the third round thinking he was nice. going to be Jacksonville's running back and I was a little iffy on it. I actually feel better about myself now that he plays for the Buccaneers and not the Jags. Do you? Yeah. I'd rather have him in Tampa Bay than Jacksonville.
0: Would you draft him in the third round if he had already been cut and signed with the Buccaneers? No. Yeah, probably not. So you probably don't feel as good because you could have
1: gotten him in the fourth round. But I feel better about the production he might get. But
0: where you have to draft Leonard Fred? By the way, you trick him in the third round of a ten-team league?
1: Are you serious? I don't remember which round it was. to Be honest. Are you serious, Clark? S- second round. Oh boy, it might have been. Yeah, should we
0: look at this draft him and see? Don't what...
1: don't do it. It Let's really might. About...
0: Did you take him in the second round? Because I just passed on him in like the seventh round of a twenty-team league.
1: Just wait till you, he wins me my fantasy title. I mean, that could happen. I suppose. well Ryan's pretty. You good. took him at the top
0: of the. You took him in the top of the fifth round, right ahead okay, of Robert yeah. Woods, okay. Stuju Smith, Schuster, ahead of Todd Gurley, Al yeah. Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, and AJ Brown were still on the board. i don't back That's, in
1: round. I feel better about myself.
0: Yeah, I think that. So this would be my point for anybody drafting and listening to this this week. Um If you are thinking about taking Leonard Fournette and you have to take them in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, there are way better and more reliable and more upside-filled options at the wide receiver position like Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, and maybe his third, fourth, fifth round, whatever it is, just get those guys instead. Will Fuller, Michael Gallup, go get the wide receivers there. Don't don't draft Leonard Fournette there.
1: Or be a believer in Ryan Wilson's bold prediction that Leonard Fournette will lead the NFL in rushing and take Fournette with your second-round pick. Get crazy like Wilson did with his prediction. Yeah, that's my advice. All right, All right go ahead, Brenton. Not a good fantasy.
0: Uh, my pretty bold prediction is that Teddy Bridgewater of the Carolina Panthers finishes the season top ten in passing yards and fantasy points scored at the quarterback position.
2: It's pretty bold. Let me give this. How seat. many yards does that have to be based on last year? Um, for top tens, I'm trying to look real quick.
0: Yeah, I guess I could look that up before I made the bold prediction, huh?
1: For top 10, he'd have to get roughly 4,000. Mahomes actually oh. finished in 10th place, but he missed two games, and he threw for 4,031 yards.
2: Who's just above Mahomes?
1: Carson Wentz. And just Who's above just... him is Derek Carr. And just above him is Tom Brady.
2: So Derek Carr and then two injured guys. I mean, that's bold on what's going to be a terrible Panthers team, I guess. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater going for like 4,300 yards is pretty bold. Yeah, that's good. Uh, he'll he'll I, still finish behind Joe Burrow, though.
0: Here's what? the, t- it's entirely possible. Here's the top 10 quarterbacks in fantasy scoring last year, just looking at our sort of standard league here. Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, James Winston, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wheats. I think he will slide in there with old Carson. Well,
1: I will say this to knock some boldness off of Brinson's prediction. <laughs> Kyle Allen. Who was the Panthers' quarterback last year? Averaged 255.5 passing yards per game. If he had started all 16 games, the average is out to 4,088 yards, and would have put him in the top 10. But obviously, he didn't play all 16; only played 13.
0: So maybe I'm a maybe I'm pulling a breach here. Right.
1: Because State Bridge runners
0: should start all 16 games. Their defense is going to be trash. Their their run game I don't think will be that great as good as Christian McCaffrey is I think it'll be more like a short passing game and occasionally running out of shock running out of shotgun more uh, I think they'll be up tempo I think he'll have lots of dinks and dunks to guys like DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel McCaffrey of course that result in big yak plays he's not gonna have to stretch the field so he's gonna he's not gonna throw the ball a ton but he's gonna average a ton of yards per attempt on short yardage big yak plays and he's gonna get there to four thousand yards and because you
1: are playing a breach I give your prediction an A plus thank you.
0: It was a breach. All right, breach. AFC West. You can go first. By the way, before we go, should we mention the Falcons? Because we, you know, okay.
1: Because which, which which podcast where our listener thinks we hate them? Right.
2: Yeah. Which of the first round picks has <laughs> has the best season?
1: Is it Julio? <laughs> <McCall Dreadwell>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Oh, here's a ball, here's a ball one that I think is kind of popular in fantasy circles. Calvin Ridley has more receiving yards. Than Julio
1: Jones.
2: Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, I was. That's going to be yeah. Uh, my bold
1: will be Matt Ryan leads the NFL in passing yards.
2: Is that bold? I think he's the favorite.
1: Yeah, he's not the favorite. There's no way he's the favorite.
2: Todd I mean, Gurley. rushes I for a thousand yards. Todd Gurley rushes for a thousand I mean, yards. That's bold. Is it? You can get a thousand in ten weeks if you're good.
0: I mean, not when you have an well. I mean, I guess he was he was just feuding with Sean McVay. He's not actually hurt. <laughs> Despite breaches
1: sources led the NFL in passing yards. But yeah, Todd Gurley. I, I mean, even when he was banged up last year, he still put up what? Like,
0: I thought about Ryan. I thought betting Ryan, but I looked at it. He's like, he's top three, but I, mean, it's, I look, I, I was, I think that's a great prediction. I don't know that it's like a bold prediction. I, I like it. If you can, if you can get that to qualify as bold, then you should use
2: that instead of here. Uh, how about this? Fuccaneers win the division. Todd Gurley has more touchdowns than
1: Julio Jones. Ooh.
0: That's, that's actually pretty
1: bold. I mean, if I like um, went to that stretch where he had almost zero touchdowns. Right, exactly. So what I've got, down? I've
0: got one more bold prediction for this division, not Falcons related. Uh, so Matt, oh, Matt Ryan tied with Dak at seven to one for second place for most passing
1: yards. There you
0: go. So that's actually more bold than Buccaneers win the division. Maybe you should uh, change it up, Breach.
1: All right. Matt Ryan leads the NFL, not just the division.
0: The Bucks are it plus 160. It's unbelievable. What a bold prediction. Uh, here's my other one. Alvin Kamara wins offensive player of the year. Oh, okay.
1: Well, that'll be good for his, his – Is um... this before or after his holdout?
0: <laughs> I don't, they're going to pay him before the season starts. I bet they I, I, They might even pay him by the time people listen to this.
2: Oh, right, if they pay to... him, he won't win it. If they don't pay him, he will win it. <laughs> That's, that might be. AFC West, breach you go first,
1: I can follow. All right. Uh, you know what? Our predictions apparently tie together, except not at all uh my prediction is that the broncos who everybody seems to be riding this hype train i think that hype train is going straight off a cliff it's going to explode no one's going to survive because the broncos are going to finish in last place in the afc west I think their schedule's too tough i think there's too many questions the offensive line i think they do have weapons but i'm not convinced that drew lock can take advantage of them uh so i I think they're going to go four and twelve five and eleven and finish in last place ryan you think that too don't you
2: Exactly. I think that, but the opposite. The Broncos are going to make the playoffs.
1: Ooh, yeah. We got
0: a, uh, we need a fight. We need like a, uh, like the, like the guys have, um, on the cover three podcast have like when they, when they have fights about, uh, oh, yeah. like they, they won, when they, when they agree on a, on a pick, they do you and I, T, Y by, uh, Aretha <laughs> I mean, by Aretha Franklin, Queen Latifah. Rita Franklin. It's quite, Sorry. What's going on uh, over there? Well, R E S P C T. you spell them by that.
2: Oh, okay. Just words, <laughs> just letters. <laughs> <Just words.
0: laughs> turtle words. Uh, and then the uh, but then they like have one where they go off. It's like lock, fight. All okay. right.
2: Well, Broncos
0: he- dead last in the division versus
2: Broncos make the playoffs. You're the uh, sound guy. Get on that. So look, Von Miller's going to bounce back. People got angry this summer when I didn't have him in my top ten edge rushers. And worth not that nerdy. And uh, Bradley Chubb, your guy's coming back. He's going to be healthy to book in Von Miller. That defense is really good. Uh, I like them a lot. And then the offense is going to be lights out for each. The biggest question mark, of course, is quarterback Drew Locke. Uh, I think he's going to um, maybe take a few weeks, but I think he's going to bring it all together by October. And that team is going to be rolling.
1: Okay, well, if he brings playoffs. it together by October, he has to play the Patriots and Chiefs. Is he going to bring enough together in October to beat those two teams?
2: Brian The Bryant. The oh! Brian Hoyer Patriots, they're not beating the Brian, Brian Hoyer Patriots. I'll give you that, but they, they'll, they'll beat the Chiefs in a game that you will be talking about for years to come. They're going to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, are they, they going to beat your Steelers in week two?
2: Yes. 50 to nothing.
1: What? And then they That's, got Tom Brady in week three. I mean, this is a, the schedule's, bowl prediction. Brutal. schedule's brutal. All
2: right. Well, we'll see, won't we?
1: Brenton does not have a Broncos prediction.
0: No, I'm off the Broncos this year after <clears throat> in- what they did to your boy. <laughs> Well, I'm just a moron. That was a, that was a dumb prediction last year. Look, there are bold predictions. So I may, I'm making fun of Breach for his bold predictions that, you know, it's like, that are kind of like quasi likely or like the probability is reasonable of it happening. My bold predictions the last few years have gotten a little out of whack. The Garrett Bradbury thing, the Broncos winning the division over. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, although I will say they did kind of make a run and Mahomes got hurt and there was like a little bit of a chance
2: of it happening. They lost a bunch. You said of Joe Flacco MVP, so that didn't count.
0: I never said that. You made it as fake-ass news that you made up during the preseason in order to try and Maybe. My, my, <laughs> perhaps. What do you got? Uh, so for my prediction, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, finished with the worst record in all of professional football.
2: Man, that is bold. That's bolder than anything I've said over the course of our conversation here. I mean, worse than the Redskins and the Jaguars.
1: Put a dollar in the swear jar, Mister oh, Wilson.
2: Dang it! All right, let me find my tote board.
1: It's going to be so drunk.
2: I'm I'm like four dollars down. Money is going to
1: Britton's drinking fun.
2: <laughs> um, it's gonna be lovely. What do you? i like. Okay, I know you're worried about Derwin James, and that's obviously a huge loss on defense. They're going to run the ball thirty-five times a game. Their their upside on offense is non-existent. But they're going to win games or lose games 13-10 to 10 every week. Well, that's a dangerous formula. First
1: their course. defense, like the first game, say against Cincinnati, they get to go against a rookie quarterback. No matter what we think of Joe Burrow, he's a rookie quarterback. That's going to be his first game. There's no preseason games. He's going to go in there. He's got to face Joey Bosa. That defense is going to be strong even without Duran James. Then you have... Carolina two weeks later, they play the Jets, they play the Dolphins, they play Jacksonville. They just have a lot of winnable games. So I will agree. This is a Super Bowl prediction. Super bold.
0: So here's the thing. The Chargers constantly deal
2: with tons of injuries. Tons of them. Who else about? What's that? Who else besides Derwin James' injury right now that you're concerned about? I'm not concerned. I'm worried about in-season injuries.
1: No. Because they always happen to the Chargers. They always
2: have. Mike Williams is hurt
0: before the season starts. Now he might be a go for the, for the game. By the way, the Chargers are, uh, looks like this is from August 31st. Uh, Greg Allman posted it from Bet Online. Uh, Greg Allman of the, the Athletic posted it, but the, uh, Chargers 25 to 1 to have the first pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Jags, Washington, Panthers, Bengals. Ooh. Giants, Dolphins, Jets, Lions, Raiders, Cardinals, Falcons, and Broncos all ahead of the Chargers. So this is indeed bold. Um, but guys get hurt all the time for Los Angeles. And I think that even though it's likely that Tom Telesco and the Chargers organization has promised Anthony Lynn that he can have a full season with Tyrod Taylor to see what he can do when they're, if they start like one and five or 0 oh and six or two and four, it is entirely possible that they pull the string. And they go right to Justin Herbert and see what they got in the rookie. I think you know teams talk about all the time they want to redshirt him for a season. You go to Herbert, and this season is going to get ugly fast. Three win season, Chargers at the top of roll pick in the, in the draft.
1: I do think that if they lose to the Bengals in Week One, that is where Brent. That's like your season's already a meltdown mode. If you lose to Cincinnati, the worst team in football mm-hmm. last year, who's starting a rookie quarterback, you're, you're off the cliff. You're done. All right.
2: Well. We'll
1: see. As you mentioned, and yes, you can replay that if they go to the playoffs after losing the Bengals in week one. All
2: <laughs>
0: uh, right. Moving. Do we? Uh, nothing really bold to predict about the Chiefs, I don't think.
2: Uh, the Chiefs win 10 games. I think that would be bold. Right. Just
0: don't mess around with the Chiefs. Like, don't, don't, you don't need to make any predictions about the Chiefs. I left the uh, Raiders. First, the first I'm
1: L- surprised you don't have a Raiders prediction, to be honest. I and should have made my
0: ball
2: prediction, prediction
1: like Derek Carr's your favorite quarterback. Uh, you know what? While we're here, hold
2: on, let's see. Marcus Mariota starts more games than David Carr and they uh, David Carr. Derek that Carr should go, have been your ball prediction. I know, and they go to the playoffs, which I said the moment they signed Derek uh, Marcus Mariota.
0: It wouldn't be a uh, Pick Six podcast if we didn't do our due diligence. Um, so I was I was perusing NFL.com this is where I found that Greg Rosenthal is on the Colts too. So I'm glad that Greg and I are on this bandwagon together. We'll see Philip Rivers get that ring. Um, and this is sort of hypocritical, I guess. But uh see if you can guess what analyst wrote this prediction. Raiders over Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Down six in the final drive. Derek Carr, channeling Kobe Bryant, marches the Raiders down the field to the eight yard line with 24 seconds left. It's to be eight and twenty four on the clock. Derek throws a laser for a touchdown to Darren Waller on a post route. Everything that's been built up over the years is behind that throw, and the power of God launches this ball straight into Waller's grip. The Cowboys get one final chance, but it ends when Max Crosby hits Dak Prescott as he throws the ball, and Damon Arnett seals the game with a pick six. Raiders! Any guesses as to what NFL media analyst uh, wrote that prediction down for their Super Bowl predictions?
2: John Robert. Gruden would not even write something that insane.
0: <laughs> Any guesses? I'll give you one guess.
2: You can break the... That's news.
0: right. It's Rich Eisen. <laughs> no, it's uh, David Carr uh, predicted the Raiders over the Cowboys. Oddly enough, the Raiders, so they did, uh, I think it would be like 40 people. Actually, I don't know how many people it is. It's probably 20, 26 people over there at NFL.com. I'll be curious to see how ours stack up when they're published next week. Tw- 16 voters, Kansas City Chiefs, 6 for the Ravens, 4 for the Saints, 2 for the Steelers, Two for the 49ers, one for the Washington football team. i no, was kidding. One for the Cowboys, one Packers, one Colts, one Raiders, and one Buccaneers. This is a season where you can really, uh, I think, hit on a bold Super Bowl pick and differentiate yourself because
2: everybody and their brother is picking the Chiefs and the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Well, last year I had the Chiefs and the Seahawks. That was close, and that was pretty conventional.
1: Last year I had the Chiefs.
2: Everyone had the Chiefs
1: We get it. Everyone's going to pick. Yes, everyone is different. picking the Chiefs. Who have last year?
0: Not the Vikings. Boom. Thumbs so ball. did you. You had the Vikings in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, nerd.
1: Had the Chiefs winning it ah! all.
4: <laughs> Look,
0: here's the reality. For the next 10 years, or as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing, 60% of the NFL media circles are going to pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and that's fine. It's like the Patriots usually are. Whatever. Be a sheeple. Sheep. Brenton,
1: do you want to be different, or do you want to be right? I mean, that's what it comes down to.
0: I'd rather be different or right.
2: So okay. the other team I had in my Super Bowl prediction last year the Seahawks, which means we should now move to the NFC West.
0: Uh, oh, by the way, I'll I'll throw out this prediction. Henry Ruggs leads the AFC West in receiving yards.
2: Yeah, that ain't happening. Okay. And he has a big year. Hunter Renfro has more receiving yards than Henry Ruggs. Does That's Henry happening.
1: Ruggs get traded to the Chiefs midseason? Is that what's going on? Ah,
2: <laughs> uh, right, to the NFC
0: West. Wilson, you can start because you mentioned the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, Russell Wilson wins MVP, which obviously, according to the odds, is not that impressive. But as Diva pointed out, the man has never won the award, even though he's deserved it. In part B of that, Kyler Murray finishes number two in MVP vote MVP voting, which might be more impressive than Russell actually winning the whole thing.
1: That's way more impressive. I should love loved that then. Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote, which is...
2: Criminal. It's insane.
1: A mind-blowing fact.
2: So I wanted to give it to Kyler, but I wanted Russell to win it, which he has never done. So I gave Kyler number two.
1: How many players do you think have gotten MVP vote ever since, since Russell Wilson's rookie year? So twenty twelve. This is how many players have gotten one, but not Russell.
2: Well, Russell hasn't gotten one. I know that. So I will say uh, fifteen players since twenty twelve has got have gotten at least one vote.
1: Brenton, how many do you think
2: since twenty
0: twelve? Yep. Well, let's see. Mahomes is unanimous. Um, there's a two, breeze, there's one Breeze vote. So that's three. All right. So, oh, since 20, what year is it? Since what year? 2012? 2020
1: well, now. 2012 loud? Well, I mean, Matt
0: Ryan and Tom Brady split them. So that's two. How do you, you know Drew the vote breakdown? Pat- Cause I, I do my job because Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees split them. That's four. Lamar Jackson is five. Um, since 2012, that I means you have some Aaron Rodgers in there you got Cam Newton in there, uh, Carson Palmer's in there. I'm going to say 24 people. Mm.
1: You guys almost what the difference. The answer is 19. So 19 players mm. have gotten at least one vote since 2012. Russell Wilson is not one of them. I think a couple of the odd ones. Prince, you actually nailed a lot of them. i surprised you got the Carson Palmer one. That's one I probably wouldn't have thought of if I didn't have the list in front of me. DeMarco Murray got one vote.
0: <laughs> Prince, oh, 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 I know one. I know it. I know it. I know it. This is the craziest one ever. Bobby Wagner.
1: Bobby Wagner. Uh, then we had Peyton Manning. Yeah. Russell Wilson's own teammate. Bobby Wagner has gotten a vote. Russell Wilson has not Peyton ending, won the award in 2013. Adrian no. Peterson won it in 2012. Derek Carr has an MVP vote. Oh, Russell boy. Wilson does not. Carson Wentz, Ty Gurley both have MVP votes. Russell Wilson does not. You know, also who who has one. Our CBS colleague, Tony Romo. Oh yeah. He got
0: one in 2014,
1: huh? Yes.
0: So. Fun fact for you, Breach. Trivia question for you. Or Wilson, whoever. Do you know who voted for Bobby Wagner for MVP? I think I do. Was it, what year was it? Was it Tony Dungy? That's correct. It was Tony Dungy. And, Wilson, I know you've been in the, the voting room, the room, when we get the information about who got what, who won the awards. For oh, honor. right, yeah. That but you're too easy. busy taking pictures and
2: Googling. That was, our, uh, that was our jam for five years or so.
0: Yeah, you're too busy ogling Olivia Munn. And her oh, yeah.
2: arm piece, Aaron Rodgers. We were standing next to, uh, someone that works in the NFL offices. I remember distinctly he said, uh, Hey, that's Olivia Munn right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've yes, it them. is. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that when she walked in. Um,
0: all right, Breach, you and I have, uh, similar, but different bold predictions for the NFC West.
1: We do. I have, uh, all four teams are going to finish above 500. All four of them do not make the playoffs. Five
0: hundred or above, or above five hundred. Five hundred
1: or above. So all four teams are going to finish at eight and eight or better, and that's never happened in the NFC West. The, the division has existed since nineteen seventy, and there's never been an instance where every team in the division finished at five hundred or above. Uh, I think the Cardinals are the big question mark this year. Can they get to eight and eight? So what's your uh, uh, thinks they can?
2: What's your what's your ranking? How are they going to finish these four teams?
1: My ranking for the four teams is Seahawks one, 49ers two, Rams three, Cardinals four.
0: Okay. So the Cardinals Seahawks finish eight and eight and miss the playoffs. Is that your goal?
1: Cardinals eight and eight and miss the playoffs.
0: Other three all teams right. make it.
1: So Brinton. Yes. The other three teams make it. I have the Cardinals going nine. It's going to go bolder.
0: Yeah. I think the Cardinals can win the division. I think they're going to be that good. Um, I will take all four AFC, NFC West teams, excuse me, to make the playoffs. Now that gets things a little dicey. Obviously that is all three of the wild cards, uh, this year. And, uh, is that right? All three of the wild cards, which means that one of the Saints or
2: Buccaneers cannot make the playoffs. That's- like what's, what's bolder that all four teams of the NFC West make the playoffs or the Chargers win three games? Eh, that's probably reasonably bold.
0: I don't know if I, so I think, I don't think it's that crazy though. So it is well. Do you You think the the Saints
2: and the Saints and the Bucks aren't going to make the
0: playoffs? One of those teams is going to miss the playoffs. Do you think that the Eagles, do you think two of the NFC East teams are making the playoffs? I don't. I think it'll be the division winner. The Eagles get healthy. I think one of the NFC North teams will make the playoffs. Yeah. So then it basically boils down to will the fourth NFC West
1: team beat out the second NFC South team?
0: Right. Yeah. Breach. Do those teams play each other? Who? NFC South and NFC West. Why do I feel like they do?
1: NFC South and NFC West. I mean, they all play at least one crossover. Right. So you have, for instance, the Cardinals play. Who do the Cardinals play? They play the Panthers. They play the Panthers.
0: Mm, See, the Cardinals, that the last place team gets the last place team. That's pretty big for Arizona to try and make the playoffs. And that means that you could have, since Tampa Bay was second in the division last year, they'll now play the seahawks right
1: and the 49ers play the saints
0: right so whereas and then the rams will play the uh, the falcons so it's impo- it's entirely possible that the nfc west sweeps the nfc south and if that happens then there's actually a good chance of this going down I gotta there's a chance
2: of it going down not a good
0: it's decision. a bold prediction i i think it's probably more i think three i think i think yeah, what Breach suggested, three teams make it is far more likely.
1: I think the reason I like what you're saying, Brinson, is if you look at the, the Cardinal schedule, they open up with the 49ers and that's obviously a tough, tough game, but they, they played 49ers tough twice last year. The 49ers struggled to stop Kyler Murray, but after that, they played the Lions, the Panthers and the Jets. Like those are three very, very winnable.
2: Whoa, games. whoa, whoa, whoa. The Lions are winning the division according to you Nuts. So is it easy uh, or not?
1: According to me,
0: according to Brinson. Get your I mean, for- they tied last year. It could go any which way. <laughs> <laughs> tied last year. You can't say that every
1: day. They, they tied after Matt Patricia coached himself out of a 24-30. believe unbelievable. 30-day.
0: Remember Matthew Stafford's rolling out. We talked about this last week. He's about to hit J.D. McKissick for like a 42-yard touchdown, just untouched to the end zone. And Matt Patricia's like sprinting out on the field, calling timeout. Stafford's like, are you effing kidding me, bro? So, yeah. Um, Look, these are not bold because they're free. It's not the Chiefs are winning the AFC West. It's not what bold is. Your bold you. predictions. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't know what we'll be talking about tomorrow, but it'll probably be previewing the professional football season. Debo's sprinting over here to his computer to tell me what we'll be talking about.
3: It okay. will be the first official Brady Quinn football show of the season. Oh, wow. Cool. Wow. Don't get too excited, guys, about Brady Quinn. Will
0: uh, the Super Friends be joining us or just me,
2: Brady? No, I don't get to talk to Brady this year, so I'm not excited at all.
0: You can if you want to. EQ. All right. That's it for the show. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow with Brady Quinn. Let's go.
4: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it.